Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. Dwayne Calendar here, and this is the Fancy Throwdown Podcast, which is bringing a special edition to you tonight for the Masters coverage. Obviously, no intro today because the Masters needs no introduction of its own. So obviously, we're going to go into uh, some of the special plays for the DFS lineups and the actual Masters itself in terms of coverage. Anyway, so without much further ado, I'm actually going to speak in my normal voice instead of trying to sound like Jim Nance, which is incredibly painful and constrained. Uh, So uh, in terms of the Masters itself... Obviously, everyone's looking at Tiger. ESPN has got the hype train running on Tiger nonstop uh, with the interviews, the analysis, the breakdowns. Uh, I told you previously that uh, the Las Vegas books, in response to all the money going on Tiger, uh, the Vegas books had to make Tiger the odds-on favorite to win the Masters. Uh, But that does not mean Tiger actually is the favorite to win the Masters. Just just means he's the betting favorite to win the Masters, mainly because with Vegas they have to cover the losses, and with Tiger's uh, payout being so high after what he was doing at the Valspar, th- they had to bring him uh, down closer to the field level in terms of the payout because of so much money going on him. Otherwise, they're uh, in the off chance Tiger does win the Masters, which is a big if, but. Uh, it would have cleaned. It would have cleaned her clock. So they had to bring him down, uh, and uh, which gives more validation to other picks like a Justin Thomas, uh, uh, Dustin Johnson, or even a Justin Rose, who should have won last year over Sergio. But that's another story. Anyway, uh, once you uh, get into this, uh, uh, it, it really just comes down to the public's going to be on Tiger. ESPN's pulling for Tiger. Everyone's going to be pulling for Tiger, and the valuation on uh, Tiger this week is uh, a pretty high. So if in terms of uh, the actual uh, breakdown of it, it Tiger uh, is uh, being a, a favor, well, not favored, but uh, in terms of the betting odds, he's currently at 8-1. to one. Uh, It's Now it's dropping back further to 12-1. to one. Uh, which makes sense uh, just because all the Sharps came in uh, late tonight uh, to uh, p- uh, put in the, put in bets on uh, some of the guys who are far more likely to win uh, than Tiger. Uh, so, you know, the heavy hitters are putting in their money on Rory and uh, Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. Uh, actually, 
looking at the current odds, I'm seeing Bubba Watson at ten to one. I I, I got to think that's the public uh, putting money over uh, some of the the, uh, uh, the the sharks. But um, in terms of this though, uh, right now you've got Rory at nineteen to two, uh, Bubba's at ten to one, uh, Dustin Johnson eleven to one, Justin Thomas also eleven to one. Then you got Woods at twelve to one, Speeds at thirteen to one, which I think is actually uh, pretty favorable. Uh, I, I think Spieth's got a, a very good shot here, uh, given uh, his previous performances at the Masters. The worst he's done was eleven, so I actually, I actually think that's a v- very appetizing uh, number for Speed. Uh, then you got Phil, uh, and then uh, Ricky Fowl. Uh, so Phil's at fifteen to one. Ricky Fowl's at uh, uh, seventeen and a half uh, to one. Uh, and then uh, Justin Rose uh, basically uh, rounding out the field at twenty-five to one with uh, Alex Noren and Paul Casey at twenty-seven to one. So uh, you've got you've got some uh, interesting uh, mix here. Uh, Sergio defending champions at thirty-one to one. So interesting mix here. Uh, you know, I, I would say from the perspective of uh, just uh, looking at the. Uh, uh, so, some of the competitors that you have uh, on tap here, more uh, more than likely, uh, you've, you're going to have someone that's pre-established, uh, uh, kind of going in and uh, making a decent run at it. I I, I like Speed, uh, to be honest. I know people have been down on Speed uh, uh, just uh, because of uh, since uh, the Travelers Championship, uh, he really hasn't had any remarkable performances that you uh, you can uh, point a finger at. So uh, I I think the public's a little bit too far down, along with the experts on speed. I, I think he has more than enough game to manage uh, Augusta because you need to have a short game in or and a, uh, you need to be able to drive the ball, but you also have to have the short game uh, to get up and down. Uh, just because uh, uh, Augusta tends to be hillier. Uh, then people realize that, and I think a lot of guys get kind of uh, uh, trapped in the in the bunker game, uh, and that's how like at sooner at some point you're gonna have to get uh, out of a tricky situation, and I think Spieth is more than capable of handling that uh, more than uh, some of the other folks that are being considered here, like uh, Fowler. So I I look at someone like. Uh, uh, Speed as a, a play here, uh, outright to win it. Then you're looking at a guy like Justin uh, Thomas, uh, also a legitimate option. Uh, Justin Rose, again, I think Rose should have won. Uh, between Justin Rose and Adam Scott, I don't know how that was blown. <laughs> so that I mean, so many things had to break right for Sergio to win the Masters last year. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, credit credit to Sergio for uh, pulling pulling out. But uh, yeah, that was still one of the more bizarre uh, masters you'll ever see. Uh, but anyway, getting back into uh, what I was going for here, uh, the the narrative's gonna focus a lot on Tiger and Phil, just because you got to drive the TV ratings. There's there's no getting around that. I mean. ESPN paid quite a bit of money to get the first couple of rounds, and obviously it's always going to be on CBS, so they have a vested interest in uh, promoting uh, the main draw. So uh, you're going to have to uh, uh, <laughs> basically live with uh, what, uh, what you're going to be hearing in terms of coverage and how 
uh, much focus is going to be on certain players uh, with the TV coverage. But in terms of uh, uh, coming at it from a fantasy perspective, obviously you got both uh, DraftKings and FanDuel having uh, their uh, separate contests. Uh, DraftKings has the Millionaire Maker uh, in terms of uh, uh, what you you have uh, uh, in... uh, uh, $20 lineup and uh, thousands of entries. So obviously the winner, uh, top uh, top finisher get, gets the million. But uh, uh, I'm looking at this from, from the perspective of you got to be able to manage your fantasy roster. So uh, just to give you a, a breakdown of uh, how it all works in case uh, none of you have done fantasy golf before. You're picking a group of six golfers uh, uh, and salary structure is a bit different. Uh, DraftKings has a $50,000 salary. FanDuel has a $60,000 salary. You'll you'll start seeing the differences in the price ranges uh, because of that uh, difference in the salary cap of how guys are priced. But uh, in terms of uh, how it uh, works is that uh, you've got six golfers and you're uh, being rated off of the scores that they're putting up. So obviously you're getting bonus points for any time that they're uh, getting... Uh, uh, getting birdies or eagles, uh, consecutive holes. Uh, you can go on streaks in terms of uh, if you're getting consecutive holes under par. If you're getting bogeys, obviously you're getting penalized. You're getting double bogeys. That's even worse. But uh, you're, uh, you're in terms of the scoring structure, yes, the finishing place is important. But what's more important is how you're getting to the finishing spot. So uh, DFS Golf emphasizes uh, uh, spectacular plays in terms of uh, getting eagles and birdies. So you need guys to be on their game uh, where they're uh, putting up uh, numbers in bunches. So uh, you need, uh, in, in some of these contests, yes, you need, you need guys to be uh, up in the leaderboard, but you, you also need them to be in a position where they're getting uh, some big-time plays going on as well. So... Uh, that's something I, I would always stress is uh, a tantamount out here. So uh, what you're going to see from my lineups here is the fact that not going to be focusing on the absolute top, top players because that's one way to bankrupt your lineup uh, uh, qu- uh, quick and easy is uh, by loading up on Tiger and Phil because Ty- uh, Tiger and Phil are going to be running uh, upwards uh I mean, basically, you've got um, uh, Tiger at ten grand, uh, and uh, on uh, DraftKings and eleven five on uh, FanDuel. Uh, you're just not going to be able to afford that many guys, and if you're going to be paying that much of a premium, you might as well be going after uh, the likes of uh, Rory and Dustin Johnson. Again, these are not golfers I would have in my lineups because, again, with only six golfers. And if you're doing the math, uh, you basically are averaging under uh, you're averaging under uh, nine thousand a golfer. It, price range wise, you can't afford that many golfers. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, loading up your roster with guys who are uh, very uh, most likely not going to be able to make the cut. And if you're missing the cut, your lineup's done. So again, this is about trying to balance out your roster with guys that aren't necessarily at the top uh, of uh, 
the golf standings at the end of the year, but at least are consistent enough that you think that they're going to make it through the cut and can put in a good performance throughout the year. So uh, in terms of uh, the golfers, I would be keeping a very close eye on uh, throughout the tournament. Uh, you're looking at the likes of Justin Rose and Paul Casey. And I'll give you very specific reasons why, but they're very clear-cut. In the case of Rose, he's been there multiple times. Basically, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, you know, in terms of Rose, he has the game to win the Masters, clearly. Just, for whatever reason, can't seem to close the deal. But, uh, as exemplified last year with the playoff against Sergio. But, uh, in terms of uh, the Masters... It's just one of those plays where it, it's hard to pass up on him because you know he should be in the mix throughout the entire tournament, and it is hard to uh, pass him up because uh, uh, he's he's one of the under 10,000 players on DraftKings, uh, a little more expensive on FanDuel, so he's at, closer to the top at FanDuel, but I, 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 can, I can live with uh, playing him on FanDuel just because I... I I feel as though uh, you're still going to get so much focus on Rory McIlroy that I'm fading McIlroy, uh, to be honest. Uh, uh, McIlroy and uh, Watson scare me uh, from the perspective of they're the most likely competitors to blow up uh, at a major like Augusta than anyone else on the board. Uh, I would uh, So if I'm going to pay a premium, I'd... I would rather it be on a Dustin Johnson, but uh, uh, Justin uh, uh, Justin Rose, on the other hand, consistently performs well. DraftKings easily even better play than on FanDuel, but even on FanDuel, I would still uh, have him in the lineup. Uh, so uh, uh, Justin Rose uh, definitely is a core player. I would uh, build the fancy roster around and. The reason why I bring up Paul Casey is that, you know, the knock on Paul Casey was he couldn't close the deal, and then he finally wins at Valspar, so, which almost guarantees that Paul Casey's not winning another tournament until probably, like, 2025. But uh, even for the purposes of uh, DFS, he's still a very valuable play because he's got a stretch where I think it's been five years in a row where He's had a top 10 finish at Augusta. So, again, he's going to be in the mix more than likely. And he's already had uh, four top 10 finishes this year. He's he's made uh, all the, all of his cuts. It's just one of the safest plays you can make and still have a top player. So, uh, he's 8,800 on uh, DraftKings. And uh, in terms of FanDuel, uh, he's... Uh, uh, just under eleven thousand at, uh, at ten thousand nine hundred. Again, uh, solid core player, and it's really hard. you're hard pressed to find uh, more value than uh, Casey because again, the finishes are there, and you know beyond that, then you're looking at the guys who have uh, are uh, really uh, getting up there in price or have just a, a look. You're, you're a little bit afraid of uh, playing them just because, again, uh, you don't know what you're going to ex- expect. So, you know, you can load up a... And I expect a lot of the public's going to be on Tiger and Phil, just uh, for nostalgia reasons alone. Uh, Phil, obviously, 
being a lefty that favors uh, it, it. It just plays better for left left-handed hitters on the Augusta than uh, right-handed hitters so for whatever reason. Uh, the way the greens are cut, but uh, I, I look at this and to me the cheaper alternative to Phil because uh, Phil's at uh, eleven thousand two hundred uh, on the uh, on the FanDuel and uh, DraftKings uh, he's over ten thousand. Uh, to me, you're looking at a guy like Brian Harmon, who probably gets you 7500 on uh, uh, DraftKings, and it's just at ten grand on FanDuel. So to me, it's a cheaper alternative, but you're going to get a closer... Uh, it's not going to be that much of a drop-off uh, scoring-wise, because uh, Harmon uh, has been very consistent this year. I uh, I wouldn't necessarily expect him to be a top 10 finisher, but if you can be in that top 12 to 15 range and still put up uh, decent points with birdies and uh, eagles, I I, I think Harmon has that capability that he's going to be in the mix uh, throughout. So I like uh, uh, Harmon here uh, to actually do pretty well. Other guys that I'm um, looking at, uh, and it just came down to, uh, how the uh, uh, pricing uh, uh, broke down, but uh, uh, you know the number one guy in, in uh, Europe basically right now is uh, Tommy Fleetwood. He's made all 14 cuts uh, this year on tour. He's going to be in the uh, first grouping with Tiger. That's my only concern with Fleetwood is the fact that getting to, uh, you know when you're in the group with Tiger, especially to start a tournament. There's just going to be so many people surrounding you, and you're going to get the hooting and hollering. That's the only concern I have with Fleetwood is maybe the moment gets a little bit too big for him. But if he plays well that opening day uh, paired with Tiger, I think the sky's the limit for uh, Fleetwood to actually make a serious run here. Uh, I mean, he's only priced at 8500 on DraftKings. Uh, he's uh, just... Uh, uh, over uh, yeah, so he's at ten thousand six hundred on the Fanduel. So again, when you're starting to build out your roster, you're you're trying to find areas where you think you can get a guy who can crack into that top ten, uh, but not necessarily have to pay the premium of the top guys because you uh, you're you're stuck on a roster if if you uh, pay top dollars. So you're trying to get uh, the next uh, second tier. Uh, valuation players not necessarily in terms of performance but just because of salary uh that's why that uh, you would be uh, considered second tier so uh Fleetwood's another guy to uh take a look at uh the other uh being uh, uh you're, you're talking about a John Rahm uh type character or Matt Kuchar so uh Rahm uh is uh cl- priced closer to uh uh the top guys uh Obviously, uh, he's at 11000 on uh, FanDuel, so he's less attractive there uh, than on uh, 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 on uh, DraftKings, where he's only 9300 uh, That's a little bit c- closer where you can stomach it. I think it's a little bit too pricey on FanDuel. Uh, I may do one lineup with Rom, but uh, I can't see myself doing too many. Uh, I would rather play Rom on uh DraftKings, just because his valuation 
uh, is works out to be a little bit better there, uh, just because I think his FanDuel salary is just a tad too high. Now, in terms of sleepers, uh, one sleeper I ha- did have, but uh, had to cross off was Tony Finau, uh, because uh, for those who did not see the Sports Center update uh, earlier uh, today, uh, Finau had a hole in one at the Part Three contest, and during his celebration, managed to roll his ankle and one of the more grotesque ways, managed to pop his ankle back into place. Uh, it's uh, it's a little bit uh, disconcerting the fact that he was actually able to do that because that's usually a sign that he's done it before. So it's not necessarily uh, a healthy way of uh, actually uh, going about uh, managing an injury. So it's something that's happened before. Uh, he it looks like uh, the uh, the results came back with no breaks. Uh, I I don't know if he actually had an MRI done. Doesn't sound like it. But uh, I would cross off now just because you have no idea how he's going to respond. And again, walking around on a bum ankle uh, for four days, I I gotta think at some point it's going to catch up to him, even if he does make the cut. So uh, if things don't go well early. I could see him dropping out of the tournament completely, so I wouldn't take that chance. So I had to cross off uh, Finau. Uh, so in uh, place uh, of that, I would look at a couple of guys. Uh, uh, Louis Eustacen uh, is a possibility that you can uh, uh, go with. Uh, he's at uh, 7,900 on uh, DraftKings. In terms of uh, of uh, of uh, FanDuel, uh, he's at uh, just under ten thousand, so he's at ninety nine hundred. Uh, I mean, he has the game to uh, be competitive. It's just consistency wise, uh, Ustason's not necessarily one of the guys you would consider to be a top player in that regard. So uh, he definitely has a uh, missing the cut potential. Uh, one guy I do like that would be a sleeper though uh, is Adam Hadwin. Uh, Edwin uh, is one of the better putters on tour. Uh, it hasn't shown up in the stats this year, but I, I tend to believe that, you know, your Augusta tends to play to your strength. So, uh, Hadwin uh, uh, being the, uh, I mean, I, I think he's, I, I, I want to say he's the top Canadian ranked golfer. I could be wrong on that one, but I, you know what? It sounds close enough. I'll go with it. <laughs> then maybe someone will. Someone will correct me uh, uh, with an email if I'm wrong, but uh, it, Hadwin actually has a, a decent, uh, decent enough game. So he's at 9700 on FanDuel, uh, DraftKings. He's at 7200. Uh, so again, if you're looking uh, to try to generate some value on uh, DraftKings, uh, Hadwin is a definite opportunity there. Uh, being 7,200, that would allow you to f- uh, fit in uh, a Jordan Spieth if you're if you're trying to go down that route. Uh, another guy that I like uh, in terms of uh, just being a sleeper is Rafael Cabrera Bello. Uh, he made, uh, I mean, I think he would be talked about more if uh, <laughs> if he hadn't uh, missed a cut last uh, in the Houston Open. <laughs> it, I mean, it was the only cut he missed, so it was his 13th tournament, so uh, 
I, I just think that's a one-off, and you know, thirteen tenths would be an unlucky number. But uh, uh, so far this year, he's had five top ten finishes uh, out of uh, the twelve tournaments he made the cut. Uh, you know, done decently well with getting birdies and eagles. Uh, I I look at him as a guy where uh, he's at seventy three hundred on uh, DraftKings, but on FanDuel for some bizarre reason he's only priced at seventy four hundred. Uh, but I think uh, there was an issue, and I, and I would absolutely be take and I'm taking advantage of it on FanDuel. It looks like they uh, they made a mistake with assigning the salaries because I think that. Uh, Rafael Cabrera Bello got Angel Cabrera's pricing. So Angel Cabrera, uh, I mean, has not been relevant in, I would say, uh, I, 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 well, I mean, being perfectly honest, I think Angel Cabrera, uh, the last time he was in a uh, in the mix in the Masters was five years ago was. Uh, I think that was the year he lost uh, lost in the playoff. Uh, uh, was that the Phil year or was the Bubba year? Oh, jeez. Now I'm blanking on the. Okay. Needless to say, I, I I know Cabrera lost in the playoff five years ago. He won this back in 09, but to be fair, he hasn't done anything uh, of note at all. So we're going to be priced at 10 grand on. FanDuel, while Cabrera Bello, who's currently playing and was on a roll up until Houston, uh, it doesn't make any sense. So I think they made a goof and, you know, they didn't want to go back and try to fix the mistake after they already released it because it would have created a whole bunch of uh, complications for them. So I think they're they're just letting it uh, uh, roll out that way. So I'm taking advantage of uh, Cabrera Bello being mispriced. Uh, on FanDuel and using that money to slot in uh, a guy like uh, Fleetwood and Casey together uh, along with Justin Rose because that gives me the salary cap relief on FanDuel. So their mistake is something uh, you can try to take advantage of. So uh, those are uh, some of the picks that I'm throwing out there. But uh, again, I I look at this and I'm saying I'm not saying that Tiger has no chance of winning – at all, it's certainly possible, but I just would always say if you're going to play a fantasy DFS, especially for golf, you can't buy into the hype of certain players. You just got to play the numbers as to maximizing your salary cap uh, efficiency uh, with your player selections. Because again, if a player misses the cut, you're done. Uh, so you're you're trying to maximize uh, the guys who are going to make the cut, and then if you can get a top five finish out of the guys. Beautiful. But it, it shouldn't be the end-all be-all to get the guy who's going to win the tournament. you got to have a, a well-rounded enough team of the six golfers you're selecting uh, to uh, advance. So uh, that's uh, all I've got for today in terms of the Masters preview. Uh, we'll uh, get back to a uh, normal uh, podcast episode uh, Thursday. Uh, uh, I'll probably do a little bit on the Masters again at that point and then uh, recap uh, some of the things that I've seen going on uh, with sports the past week because now we've got the NBA winding down along with the NHL. So uh, the playoff picture is becoming a lot clearer. So uh, that's all for now. Uh, have have a good one, folks. And uh, uh, no outro either just to in- accentuate the 
simplicity of the Masters coverage and the absolute quiet required. So uh, have a good one, everyone. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.